What up, everybody? Okay. Now we're live. Okay. <laughs> now we're live. We had a false start before, but uh, welcome. Thank you for joining <laughs> us for episode 127 of Jump Street Podcast. Um, very excited. Oh, this is an early morning episode if you're on the West Coast, or if it's an af- afternoon episode if you're on the East, and it's evening time in Europe, so hopefully some people are joining us who don't often get to join us live. Yeah, I love that. But um, very excited for this episode. We have the latest Spring Cup champ with us. He's been doing a lot this year. He's been doing a lot the past few years, and I'm really excited to catch up with him. So very excited to talk with Michael Weitzman on today's podcast. But before I do, you know I got to do my spiel. So please, if you don't already, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We have a Facebook. Give us a like. We have a YouTube page. If you like what you're hearing, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Leave us a comment. Share it. It's very helpful for us and uh, how we interact with the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. We have uh, an iTunes If you like what you're hearing and you're listening to us and you can't watch during work, just throw it on. Give us a five-star rating if you like it. Give us a review. really helps. Very helpful for us. And if you are willing to help us uh, and want some extra content, we have a Patreon. You could be a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. When you become a Patreon, you are... um, you have access to exclusive content. You have access to some of our inside outs, which are trick tips. We do section reviews. Um, we're actually looking on brushing up some more of the stuff lately, but we have some uh, extra content, as we said. And every month you are eligible for a free drawing where you get to win something from our online store. Speaking of our online store, we just released a new line for it. So you could win something cool from that. We've had the same threads for a few years, but we made some new shirts and a couple of new different things. So if you become a patron, you get in the free drawing, you could win one of these shirts. You could win a mug. You could win a five panel hat. Very exciting stuff. So um, that is my spiel. And thank you for joining. <laughs> Good spiel. Yeah, check out the new the Jump Street gear, new shirts, tank tops, five panel hat. We're going to do uh, in the next episode, we're going to do a double drawing. So we're going to do two months worth of drawings. Um, so yeah, if you're part of our Patreon, uh, you're entered to win one of those items. And want to thank you uh, for the new Patreon members this week. We have Nathan Chase. Sayagata Rowling, Neil Blakemore, and Luke Q. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon and supporting our show. Um, we have a WTF of the week right now. This one, another name I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing, but it's from Nana Ayim Azar, which is amazing crazy guy on Instagram with a, a twisted pretzel unity. I don't know. What, do, what are we going to call this one? <laughs> Let us know in the comments what you think this one's called. Honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm, I'm not even at the level where I'm trying to name it. I need to put that in slow mo and figure out what's happening. Still, like I watched it like ten times, and I, I still don't know what's happening. So, um, <laughs> y- yeah, huge shout out to, the, to uh, amazing crazy guy. That's, uh, he's not wrong. He is an amazing crazy guy. Wow, look at that. He laced the hell out of it too. Yeah, like wrote it out and everything. He's hyped. He did the three sixty ad and everything. This is awesome to see. Yeah. Hi, big congrats on the WTF of the week. Give him a follow because I'm sure he has other great content on his Instagram page as well. Definitely. Um, We have a few things to talk about before we get to our guest. I wanted to give a shout out to um, my friend Dennis Lopez and Dennis also skates for Mesmer. His amazing girlfriend, April, made us some rugs. She made us a Mesmer rug. But I wanted to give her a shout out because she does all kinds of personalized rugs. She takes orders. She could do anything you can think of. Uh, for us, she made a Mesmer rug, but um, she could do anything that your mind can imagine. So um, 
we're going to take a peek at those really quick if we can. Um, I don't have that peek, but <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have that peek, but the link is in the description for the oh, video. Oh, the link is in the description. Okay, yes. so it's like K-E-U uh, rugs, R-U-G-S. I have one right here. It's a, it's a Mesmer rug. I mean, I guess I could open it up, but I, I, but I guess you could. Uh, here, here, I'll open it up really quick. Show it because it looks sick on, on the Instagram page. Uh, I was checking out them before. Super sick custom yeah. rugs. They they look awesome. They would yeah. definitely fit in oh. any decor, living room, bedroom, whatever you may have. Look at this thing. Boom! Look at that. That thing is super sick. Yes. Yeah. So she, she does all kinds of rugs. You know, you could do one if you want a rollerblading company, um, another clothing company or like a personal funny thing check it out it's at k-e-u-r-u-g-s rugs the link is in the des the description so it's super cool um check that out and shout out to april and shout out to dennis lopez where are you gonna put that rug is that gonna go in the heavy warehouse uh, I'm, I'm i'm actually saving it till we get like a proper warehouse right now i'm just using a storage but I, i'm not gonna use it at my house but when we get like a proper warehouse we're gonna save it for that yeah i was about to say like the heavy warehouse or something like that would be awesome to have it in or the Mesmer yeah. office, the Mesmer office too. And speaking of Mesmer, um, we just a few like last week, uh, I think it was Saturday, we released a line of new hats. So if uh, you want to check out the new hats, <clears throat> go to heavydistribution.com. Uh, we got a new frog hat. It's actually right here over my shoulder. We have a gray cap, a red corduroy cap. Austin, do we have anything we can we can pull up and show? Or it's not working right now. As in okay, typical, so you know in typical Jump Street fashion, it's not working right now. <laughs> okay, so you know I'm just talking about the hats, and uh, if if you want to check them out, it's at heavydistribution.com and uh, at Mesmer Skates on Instagram and all we a, that. We have a link stuff. for all this in the description as well, so definitely check okay. it out. Get the hats going. I might have the hats right here, actually. Hang on one second. Let's let's get these hats ready. Ready? One, yeah. Let's see. Two, three. Oh, oh, there we go. There okay, we go. so these are the hats. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone's interested, we just put out a new line. We appreciate all of the support. Uh, honestly, everything that we do goes straight back into new trips, new content, new things we can do, new ideas. And we listen to our team and we listen to you guys and try to make the best stuff. So if you like what we're doing and, you know, you want to support, get one of these hats. They're cool hats. Hell yeah. And before we continue with our guests, we definitely want to give a shout out to our sponsor for this episode, Blank. Blank is, uh, they're re-releasing the Sean Keen Pro Model Skate. It's coming out next month. We're already in June. So next month, July, it's going to be available. Uh, another re-release of the skate, I believe a more finalized version of it as well. I think the team is in, or not the team, but some of the guys are in Italy right now, um, putting the final touches on it to make sure it's all good to go. So super excited for that. Everyone check out the new Sean Keen blank skate i've been riding it for a while now i love it it's definitely my skate of choice i love the way it slides fits awesome sole plate designed by uh kyle sola as well from sola frames so you know it's a quality product and it's made by rollerblade so you know it's going to be legit so everyone check him out on instagram at blank rolling products or the website blank rolling link in the description as well nice um do we have anything else before we have to check with our guest uh, let's just do jump subs real quick. 
Everyone, everyone check out Jump Subs. We have a Rolling's first supplement brand, Jump Supplements. Uh, it's a full line of supplements that every skater can benefit from. We have full spectrum hemp extract CBD oil. We have an ultra joint flex to promote joint health and maintain mobility. We have a multivitamin with energizing B vitamins, immunity support, and antioxidants. Uh, we have platinum turmeric to support joint and muscle health. And finally, we have the krill oil to support joint, brain, and heart health. Um, we have a promotion that we're still going on right now, 10% off individual orders with code 10OFF. And then we have a bunch of bundles as well if you want to save on those so you get multiple vitamins in one order. Uh, free domestic shipping in the U.S. and international shipping to the U.K., Canada, Australia, and Italy. Check out jumpsups.com. Get your body feeling great. This is a line of supplements that every skater can benefit from. So we want to be doing this for as long as possible. Start with Jump Subs. Yes, love that. Boom. I mean, if you're gonna get the subs anyway, you know, exactly. Might as well. Exactly. <laughs> um, who made who made that map? I did. Yeah. With the pasta bowl emoji <laughs> over Italy. That's funny. <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah. Cool. So um, I think that's everything. I'm really stoked to talk to our guests. Let's get them on. Hell yeah. Everybody, please welcome our very special guest today. And we have the Blading Cup cheer for him as well, which is so appropriate for the Blading Cup, a uh, Spring Cup champ, um, Michael Witzman. <laughs> Damn, I should have got, got the actual cheer <laughs> from the Spring Cup this time because that's from a Blading Cup in the past from Butter TV. But we should have got the actual cheer from the Spring Cup for that one. That would have been awesome. Either way, it's pretty uh, authentic. That was very authentic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, I'm super stoked to have you on. It's been cool seeing like everything you've been doing lately. And uh, it was cool to watch your rise at the at the Spring Cup from going for competing with the AMs to going all the way to winning. I, I think that's the first time that's ever happened. So we'll definitely get into that. But, um, you know... You're you're new to the show. It's it's uh, and we're just getting to know each other. So I'd like to start at the beginning. And I've been watching some of your stuff, like that you recently did with Ricardo. And I was looking into like your own uh, YouTube channel. But um, I, I learned that you started skating in 2009. So yeah. Um, what? How did you get into it in 2009? What was your uh, first video? Your first inspiration? And uh, and and what was the scene like around in in Vienna in 2009? Um. So I'm not originally originally from Vienna, but from a small city in the west of Austria. And there was actually a pretty big scene there. And well, I started skating without actually knowing about the scene or anything. I didn't know any videos. Um, I just knew that I liked inline skates for some reason, like we were playing hockey, like everyone was kind of doing. And just one day a friend of mine um, brought up a pair of aggressive skates and he was like, yeah, this is really fun to try too. And then I met another friend at the skate park trying aggressive skates for the first time. And he showed me a video of Chris Haffey. Um, I think it was Killer Boots or Leading the Blind. And well, that was pretty much how I got into it. I was like, I was instantly hooked with that. Yeah, wow. That's, I mean, for me, that's just like crazy to think about like a first video. Like I, I, we've had a few guests on that say like the first video is like one of these kind of videos, but that's yeah. such an intense uh, video uh, to come into for like your first thing seeing. Yeah, we also didn't know any any names to grinds or any trick, you know, so we just saw the video and we we're like, all right, what is he doing with his feet? Like, what could we try on the spots we have in our skate park, you know? And 
we also I know someone had a conference mag, and that was the one with Demetrius George in the back doing that uh, two top sail on that uh, shoulder high ledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We, we were just trying to figure out what the hell he was, uh, was he doing there? Like, where did he jump from? Like, it, it was impossible that he would come from the ground, right? And they're like, okay, what's he doing there? So we were trying to, like, learn our first grinds like that. <laughs> oh, man, that's a high, high level of skating, too, to base it off of. Like, do you remember exactly what about, like, the Chris Abbey sections and stuff made you want to start skating? Because, like Billy said, we've had people on the show who's also started around that era. And it's like, it seems so far out of reach to see people jumping off roofs or like huge disasters or drop kings and being like oh, i want to do that was it just the thrill of it or what uh yeah more or less so um the skate park we had was more or less like a classic old school skate parks with jump boxes and stuff and uh, i was impressed by how much airtime chris Heffy had in just one section and our our goal was mainly just to get airtime at the skate park. So we were trying to skate mini ramp and get airs. Um, we were trying to jump the the jump box, which I was always the worst at. So mm-hmm. I I was impressed seeing other people um, like being on such a high level. Obviously, I could not relate too much to it. I was just impressed by it, and it was fun to watch. It still is. Yeah, I'm still seeing exactly. No, that I, I, I can see that like being captivating. You know that kind of yeah, skating, exactly. you know? captivating. And um, yeah, um, that's interesting though. So it was just like that's kind of like how I started. Actually, like we started playing hockey, and then someone brought a pair of aggressive skates, and then like me and my one friend kind of kind of went on our way. Hmm. Um, so that yeah. that's like a really interesting. That's a really interesting start to everything. Um, how like did it go just you guys for a while or did it like grow more that influence more people in the scene or did you like realize oh i gotta start the more serious you got i i gotta get out to the city go to vienna and like do something like that um pretty much all of that at some point so when we started out there was this one skate park really close to my place and there were five six seven other skaters there and we were all about the same age i was still the youngest but we were like from 12 to 14 and about half a year into skating um we realized there's other skate parks like we didn't really expand that much and uh, we noticed there was a contest going on in a a different skate park and when we got there like just the five of us we noticed there's like 20 other skaters and that's when we realized like there's actually a big scene here there's actually such a thing as a scene it's not just our crew here and um, yeah, from there on, we, we noticed that people were street skating. We we're trying to get into that. Um, we saw that people in bigger cities were, were skating more on the streets because it was pretty hard back home. And yeah, from there on, uh, me and a friend actually once talked about it when we were 15. We we're like, all right, when we got um, our apprenticeship done and all that, we're going to move to Vienna and just... Uh, we're gonna live together there and like skate all day and well it didn't happen exactly that way but I'm living in Vienna now pretty much skating <laughs> every day so, so is this like the same friend that you started with you had that plan to move to Vienna with uh no actually not the friend I, I originally started skating with he stopped like half a year into it and pretty pretty much right after we discovered like the whole other scene uh, I met this other friend, which is um, also my best friend now. He's not skating anymore, but um, back in the day, we were skating every day pretty much. So 
uh, if you saw him at the skate park, uh, chances are high I was somewhere around there. <laughs> Very cool. Um, you need the homie I'll, to be I'll, around. Everyone needs like that one homie to to skate around with, like to hit course. up spots. Someone who, um, like if you're filming each other or hype you up, you know. Best no, I completely, I, I completely agree. Like it's so good to have someone there skating with you, um, and just to have someone filming, like or just like be there. But it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I was listening to your thing with Ricardo and you and you were saying sometimes like you even end up like skating alone, so oh, like yeah. uh, see like that's I feel like that's something like that's like a different level of of dedication like I from yeah. like in the I didn't do that for like years later until like I got like okay let me get focused and but like in the early years I would always just skate with like the groups and stuff like that so. Um, yeah, where do you get the motivation to do that? And what's that experience like skating alone versus skating like with your friends? Even though it's kind of like obvious, I'm just wondering what that's like for you. Um, even though like when I started skating, there were a lot of a lot of people around to skate with. I always skated alone at some point. So when we met up, when we said like we would meet up at two, I was always there at one skating alone for an hour because I feel uh, for some reason when I'm skating alone, I can focus a lot on what I'm trying to do. And there's not like the uh, distractions coming around, like uh, some some people like asking you to try something else or giving you tips, even though you didn't ask for it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And also back in the day, especially there was this motivation, like when you're skating in a group, everyone learns like the kind of the same tricks at the same stage. So I was always trying to one up someone. I'm like, all right, I got here a bit early, and I'm um, I'm one step ahead of you guys now. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I what, love that. What an so awesome way to think far, about it. I was by far not the best one there. There were so many um, other guys that were just skating so much better, and I was just trying to step it up, and I'm trying to like prove that I'm not the worst here, and I'm trying to get uh, trying to be the best here. You know, yeah. But, that kind of mindset shifted uh, from time to time. So uh, that was like in the beginning when you were learning new tricks, it's always cool to be like the first one to land a trick and be like the hype man for, for the others. Mm -hmm. But right now um, I like to skate by myself here and there just well, because of the whole focusing thing. Like I like to just be uh, with myself. Uh, I'm not listening to music or anything. I'm just skating. It's just me and the spot. That's it. Wow. I love that. Like, honestly, like, um, I started feeling that like, like, cause now I like to skate by myself pretty, pretty frequently just cause sometimes like you just don't have the time and no one else is available and like, you only have like a free hour. So it's like, all right, just go out and skate. But, um, you definitely feel the difference when you're like skating alone, like, cause you feel like you can focus and move at your own pace. And then like when people come and like, if they start ripping or getting like a different energy, you feel like you have to keep up with that energy. And it's oh, not yeah. so much like a learning experience as it is like the, like, just like in the session mode experience, you know? Yeah, exactly. I feel for myself, um, especially it needs both of those things. So sometimes I just need to go at my rather slow pace of learning and just getting into a trick and approaching tricks so slow that I'm standing on the spot or whatever. And sometimes I just need uh, a group around, maybe play a game of skate and just um, get back into a different flow again, like mix things up, you know? Yeah. So, so sometimes I'm just learning by myself, like really on a slow, uh, on a slow pace, like step by step. And sometimes I just need to 
get out of that uh, for a bit and just learn in a different way. So it's just like keep it in a in a steady motion. Yeah. Is that, is that an expression? Steady motion? I don't know. Like, yeah. But I, no, yeah. Like, what I mean, right? Do you do you no. feel like you learn more than skating by yourself compared to skating with other people? Or is it just like a different kind of learning process or motivation, I guess? It's totally different. So when I'm skating by myself, I usually have a trick idea in mind just when I'm um, putting on my skates. But if I'm skating with other people, there's usually tricks coming up that I've never thought of. So especially when you're playing a game of skate, that's probably the best way to learn tricks because you're doing tricks you've never done before just to make your opponent uncomfortable. <laughs> and yes. whoever you're skating against is doing the same thing. So just yesterday I was um, playing a game of skate with Gabriel and he was just throwing the nastiest tricks at me. And um, he, did, he did beat me in the first game and it was just so devastating because there were so <laughs> many tricks I've never tried before or so many different approaches to tricks I've never tried before. So on the second game, I tried the same thing. I ended up winning the second one. So <laughs> we're even now. We gotta we gotta play another one. But um, um, the tiebreaker. <laughs> That's yeah. So the point about it is, it's just like whole different approach to tricks you're usually not doing on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to learn tricks that you don't really think about. Like people don't really think about playing skate as like a learning experience as much as more as like a just a competitive or like fun aspect of it. But like how you and Gabriel, you were just talking about like that was, that reminded me of me and Billy. We used to play skate all the time. We have different style of tricks and everything like that. And we used to just feed off each other that way. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it, it can have both of these things, but if I'm playing with Gabriel, I'm definitely feeling both of these aspects of it because um, you might not think that way, but I can be a very competitive person and Gabriel definitely is too. So uh, the games always end up being super intense, especially if you're playing on a flat rail. So um, I always thought like Gabriel would be would be pretty easy to read uh, on on switch ups or whatever. <laughs> but apparently it only takes him one try to learn every trick in the game. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it got super intense. And it, we were just throwing the, the weirdest tricks at each other. And um, by the end of the game, we noticed that we both just did like 10 tricks we've never tried before and ending up having a very competitive game and just learning a lot of tricks so i think it can have both of these things and the competition is always good as long as it's a friendly competition totally yep. and i can actually I, I can see um first of all i love that dynamic because um <clears throat> i know gabriel's a bit older and he's been skating for a while in the pro like you know i, I remember going on tour with gabriel maybe around the time when maybe you started skating maybe a little earlier mm -hmm. so he's 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 an older guy like me but i love hearing like like seeing like the new uh like the th these guys like interacting like like the older generations and the younger generations because they push each other in certain ways and it's cool because you're like pushing him like you said to like step out of his comfort zone and learn those like new tricks and the ones that like are not what he's used to doing and like he's also like pushing you so like that's really cool to hear and it's really cool to hear that gabriel's skating uh again what, what's it like oh, yeah. for you skate what's it like for you skating with him because i'm sure like he was kind of like one of the guys that you heard about from even when you were young skating in uh austria yeah so when i started out um gabriel was uh, was like on top of the game like that was just a few years before he got his pro skate and he was obviously a person we would look up to every one of us and 
that was also the time before we met uh, pro skaters. So we we're just looking up to them like uh, they're like our idols and we want to skate like those guys, even though they're way out of the league, you know, like and um, right now it's just it's just really cool because I think Gabriel started like two years back, like when the whole lockdown thing happened. And I think he picked it up from there. Like it, it just like the whole passion comes back. So I think like he's the guy I'm skating with the most right here. And at first it felt kind of unreal because, well, um, you used to look up to him. I still do actually, but now it's just like more of a friend's vibe and we're just skating together and filming and yeah, it's all, all good times. So it's a really cool thing. So I love being in Vienna here and, and also at this point, I don't want to say there's only Gabriel here. There's so many great people in Vienna to skate with and just love the whole community here. Yeah, so. Vienna has like this huge like uh, I've been there a few times and has like a pretty big skating history and like so many great spots and everything like that. Um, I'm, yeah, I've since COVID, like a lot more people have started skating. I'm wondering, like, you, you know, you've spoken about like in your podcast with or your thing with uh, Ricardo, like the, you love the culture of skating. Um, has the culture um, changed at all in the past few years in Vienna have there been more people skating because we're kind of getting that experience on this end yeah so basically I think um, it's it's probably uh, around the whole world like this like everyone that's that picked up skating uh, during the whole lockdown thing or maybe a bit afterwards started just because they were actually feeling it like they they wanted to skate and they didn't have the time before and now all of a sudden there's time and now they got back into it and realized how much fun it can be if you're not killing yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the people that came back are definitely in here for the love and um, just, yeah, trying to get into different things too. Like um, personally, I feel like there's not so many like, you know, those um, diehard old school skaters anymore they're like oh yeah this type of skating is shit and this type of skating is the only uh, type of skating people want to see or people want to do so now everyone's just enjoying what we're doing and um, appreciating that we're growing again like it's a it's a growing it's a growing scene over here and i think it's a growing scene worldwide now and um there's so many people putting up content now like uh with the whole lockdown you had even more time to film and people that want to like um start projects do youtube videos do podcasts like you guys uh, as well um they just started doing it and realized that it can be fun and people are enjoying to see uh, skating content as much as they do skating in general no i, I completely agree with that um me, me and John, John's here. I'm sorry. Or, or, or did I miss your question here? I'm, I feel like I'm, no. I'm drifting off in a monologue. No, no, no. no that was hey, the, don't worry about right. the question. We're just, we're just drifting into conversation. Um, yeah. But, but um, it's funny because me and John, John's like Bellino is like the closest person to me with skater. He's like like a mile away. And when we're done skating, we'll go and we'll we'll watch we'll watch like Biz and and Tom Moyes, and we'll go through like the content creator channels. And it's so cool to go through at this stage because it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And um, even he, he John will tell me he, he watches the Jump Street. Like when I'm not around, he'll be like, "Oh, I caught the SK one." I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." <laughs> um, I see you have a channel, and you've been <clears throat> and starting to do like the content creation. 
Uh, yes. Who, who inspires yeah. you in that field and, 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 and where did you uh, get the idea to start creating that? Uh, that's a seemingly easy question, but it's actually a pretty long answer for that. So there's many people that inspired me in the first place, like pretty much everyone that does make content like this inspired me in the first place. And I think it was on your podcast when Biz once said uh, that you just have to like go out and do it. Like if you want to create um, the content you want to do in skating, you just go out and just try it out. And um, yeah, at some point I just thought, why not? Like I like skating. I like skating by myself. So I have um, a lot of time to just try things out here. And I'm pretty sure people will just enjoy seeing someone skate like I do. Like um, I also watch a lot of skateboarding vlogs because uh, some people were just going outside and just like, yeah, this is a uh, kind of skate park I'm hanging out, you know, and there's uh, this and that spot that I really enjoy. And they're just trying different tricks. And it's not really about the sport itself, but just about the vibe the video gives off. And I thought to myself, this looks fun and I'm just going to try to do it now. And um, yeah, with many inspirations from all from all kinds of sources, I, I just thought, all right, I have the camera for it. Um, I got the time. Why not? I just going to try to to do my own thing here and just nothing specific. I'm not trying to go into any specific direction. Just whatever comes up, whatever is fun and I'm actually overwhelmed with the reaction so far. Like people at Blading Cup approached me and say, said like they um, they really enjoyed watching the videos. Someone actually texted me that they started skating because of one of my videos. And Oh, nice. Wow. I actually couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, like, like I'm saying, I'm just, I'm just going out skating and filming it and just having a good time. And that's pretty much all, all I do. I don't do anything... Um, more specific than any other person out there skating like and um, yeah that's that was actually a pretty big thing to to hear at Blading Cup and to read like I think it was on Instagram it's just very overwhelming and cool thing to to see that people are actually enjoying watching the content yeah you're doing a great job with it by the way also I I watched like almost probably all your videos too in the past um but i love seeing that like uh more aspiring skaters like yourself having youtube channels and not just not just like people who are mainly content creators i guess you could say like me myself i would mostly consider myself a content creator at this point like i'm not trying to get a, a skate with my name on it or anything like that you know I'm, I'm here just because i love being here and contributing to the culture and the community and everything like that but people like yourself uh, who I would consider like a younger generation aspiring skaters creating these YouTube channels. And like you said, you put somebody on a pair of skates, like they started skating because of your channel. I think that's a great um, aspect of skating that people don't really see. And I feel like more like pros and stuff like that should be doing, uh, creating content like that. And you even have like a Patreon page now that you just started because of, you know, your following. And it's just a great way for skaters these days, pros and amps to have like a lucrative, you know, source of income through skating. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. By the way, um, I saw that you you guys are supporting my pa uh, supporting my Patreon now. So yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, we got it. Yeah, you just brought it up. Um, that was also a thing why I wanted to start this YouTube channel is because, like you said, usually the uh, type of content creator on YouTube is mainly the content creator, not the 
um, your everyday skater. And that's what I wanted to go for. Like, I'm just, um, well, I'm not too experienced with um, this kind of content creation. I do consider myself rather experienced with skating now. Um, so like, yeah, 13 years. So that's, that's all right. Um, so yeah, it's just um, a different approach to it, to what I'm used to seeing. Like I'm not going out with a specific goal. It's just me skating. Yeah, I, I like that. I feel like when people like you, I feel like when people like you create these YouTube videos and stuff and those content, it's like more of a behind the scenes kind of feel to like who you are as a skater and not just like a content creator, like making a specific video for a certain purpose, you know, like this is more behind the scenes, like get to know Michael Witzman a little better, get to like know how he learns how to skate and do all this other shit. And I, that's like a, a great thing that we were never really able to experience before, like decades and decades in the past, like you grew up watching Chris Haffey, like <laughs> yeah. he, he started a YouTube channel a little bit, but like when he was in his heyday in his prime, when you started watching him, if he had like a YouTube channel, like a behind the scenes thing that people could like have an insight to his life and his skating, like that would help out a lot. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing about the whole um, about everything like YouTube and Instagram, even TikTok, whatever you want to use. Um, like you can actually show what kind of person someone is um, behind all the skating if you want to. And um, just you can just be authentic and and i think people will like i would have i would have really enjoyed seeing behind the scenes footage of yeah let's say happy when i started and actually you guys uh, i watched i watched um i think right when i started two of two came out same thing so you kind of imagine what kind of person the skater is but you can all you can only imagine like you don't see them like interact with anyone you just see them skating and um yeah, so I think that's a cool thing nowadays. Like you can show yourself as a person too and show to the people that, um, yeah, you're doing this for fun. And um, I don't want to say this like a, uh, like a typical way, like uh, it's an inclusive scene as well. Like you're just, um, you're just going out there and if you're skating with other people, you just um, bring them into your, your videos if they want to. And... Yeah, I think I think more people should do it. So if anyone wants to do it, it's it's always it's always a cool thing to see people just yeah, behind the scenes is a, is a great a, um great keyword here. Yeah. I agree I agree. I think I think uh like you said more pro skaters should be doing it and it just like gets like behind the curtain a little bit. Sometimes you see someone skating and they can be skating in such a way that's really good and you might be a little intimidated. But when you like hear the person talk, you like see how their op mind works and operating. It just makes it accessible, I think, to other people. And I think that's like really important. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been like, like, like Austin said, I've been loving like everything you've been doing on YouTube and cool to see you grow and, and get started. Uh, I'm wondering what is your like ultimate goal, like in a, in a, in, a, in like a dream world, like uh, with, with the with the YouTube channel, because you know we have our. Uh, I, I jumped to like our short-term goals, long, long-term goals, but I'm wondering what like some of your goals are with the channel. You caught me off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> so when I started this whole thing, it was actually my short, short-term goal was to see if I enjoyed the video as I was uploading it. Like if I'm uploading it, I'm like, all right, this was way too exhausting and I would not consider doing another one. That would have been the end of it <laughs> probably. So 
um, now my short-term goal is just to maintain a, a certain like certain amount of videos per month or week and just trying to make trying to make sure that I'm just having as much fun doing this video as I have doing the last video whatever I don't have any long-term goals actually so um, I did set up the patreon page and I want to do um, I want to make sure that I can make the content to actually uh, get something back, which I can put directly into skating again, and just like kind of kind of get this ball rolling, like uh, just make content, um, get the rewards for content to make more content possible. Like maybe maybe get out of uh, out of the city, maybe get um, new things to try out on skates or uh, filming wise. Like I did actually. Uh, get to buy new stuff for filming because of my Patreon page already. So that's a pretty cool thing. And that's pretty much um, all I've been thinking about um, with that. So personally, my goal is just to keep enjoying doing the content. And if I don't, you'll probably see me taking a break from it or stopping completely. But so far, hasn't happened. Yeah, I love well, the... Uh, yeah. I'm saying I love the uh, like reinvestment aspect of it too because if people are fans of your skating, no matter who you are, uh, like you support them on Patreon or whatever, their YouTube channel grows enough where they get uh, endorsements or sponsorships or whatever it is, and then you have that money to travel to a different country, whatever. If your Patreon's a few hundred dollars a month, oh, that's like a plane ticket every month. You could now do like a special episode once a month or something like that where you travel and it makes you a better skater because you're traveling more, you're skating with different people, you're filming more, you're more inspired. It's like a full circle here. So like, I don't know if it was ever a goal with your channel, but I hope part of it is that it inspires other skaters to do something very similar to that. Because if you, with a, your thousand subscribers already inspired somebody to start skating again, you know, if there's 10 other people doing it as well with, you know, 50,000 subscribers, that's more people starting to skate. So it's like, it, it's just, it grows so much. Yeah, so like you just said, the best thing like for me actually is if people are inspired to start skating or pick up skating again. So that would be that's a cool thing actually. Yeah, um, and the and the thing you said like uh, like a plane ticket or a train or whatever. I don't know if you know it, like, but in Vienna it's like it's a pretty it's pretty central in Europe, and you just have access to so many cities uh, close by. Like Budapest is right there. Um, you can just take a train to Berlin as well. I mean, it's a pretty long train, but still. Um, and it's not really that expensive. And that was actually my goal personally anyway. So just to, to be sure to, uh, to make sure that I can travel and skate with different people. And so far I've been doing that a lot, but I just want to do it more. <laughs> if, you, if you know what I'm saying, like, um, kind of, um, kind of, feeling like I'm just at the beginning of something right here. So, um, yeah, just want to keep this going. That's awesome. That's, that, that, that's a good feeling to feel like you're at the beginning of something and it seems that way and, and, and you're on the right path and that's really cool. Um, definitely want to like, I'm sure like want to make this life, uh, you know, a thing you can keep contributing to and really cool to have the unintended consequence of like, inspiring people to skate who haven't done it before. That's amazing. And, and I guess the more that happens, the better it is uh, as a whole. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I and mean, there's a few things, other things I want to talk about, but I think it's cool to get into the spring cup right now. 
because I All think right. that was the first time <laughs> I think that smile that that had <laughs> ever happened. Right? Just leave it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's actually like pretty incredible, like that that story. So, was that your first? Um, was this your like like have you competed at the Blade Cup before? I'm sorry, I this on this aspect I didn't do my research. So this this is your first right. Spring Cup. It's all right. We're talking, right? <laughs> no, right. I. I wanted to go to Blading Cup ever since the first one came up and I was just skating for two years back then and I was obviously too young to uh, to travel abroad but for the last few years I always wanted to go there it just didn't happen because of school or money problems and well money problems that were related to school obviously and now it's just um, I'm finally off school and I got time to like I can actually adjust, uh, like make sure I got the time and I'm making money now. So that's a cool thing. I'm like, all right, this is the first time I can actually get there. I'm not going to miss it. And Winter Clash is not happening. So I definitely cannot miss it right now, you know? Yeah. So yeah, first time I ever had the chance to go to, um, to Blading Cup and first time California as well. So. And is it the first time skating in, in, in the States in general or? Uh, I've been to Seattle four years ago uh, for two weeks. I stayed with Josiah Blee there. That was pretty cool. That was. It, w it would have been even better if we both weren't injured at that time. So we both had knee problems. His, his were obviously worse than mine. Uh, he couldn't skate at all, but I could just skate a bit here and there. But it was still an amazing trip, and I, w I definitely want to go back to Seattle, especially now after Chance of Rain 4 dropped. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah. It, they, it's mind-bending it's it's insane that's so random like yeah. seattle was like the place that you visited first you know like people usually come to the states and they go to like i don't meet like new york or california whatever it is then you go away to seattle i always wanted to go to new york and i'm trying to make boshi pope skate off this year um but seattle kind of came out of it came up randomly so i actually just posted something on my Instagram story saying, yeah, um, I have two weeks where I can travel um, at this month. Anyone got a spot for me to stay on or, or an idea where I could go to? And Josiah hit me up and he's like, yeah, you could stay at my place. I'm like, all right, you know, I've been texting with him here and there. Um, that was the time when he was still on REMS. And he actually told me after that trip, like up until the point where he picked me up from the airport, he thought it was a joke. <laughs> like, I was, just, I was just messing with him. But oh my God. Said, oh, dude, I'm, I'm not messing when it comes to traveling or skating. So if I'm telling you, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Look at this That's network. Funny. Look at this network we have. You just like put a message out on Instagram. Someone randomly hit you up who you like lightly knew of, I guess, whatever. And you show up at the airport and it's not like a reality until he scoops you up. But that's crazy because you can't really do that in many other aspects of like life, you know, for most other people. I mean, I would definitely not recommend this to anyone else. If they're not <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't meet up with, with random people overseas that you've never seen in real life before. <laughs> Blading community is different. We got a lot of people that can like vouch for exactly. the people, so yeah. you could always yeah. check. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's let, let's get back to the Blade Cup real quick. So, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna go to my first Blade Cup. I'm going to California for the first time, or Spring Cup rather. And you always wanted yeah. to go. Winter Clash wasn't happening. Um, so, like, what 
was when you first went to go compete and register in the M, was it ever like in your in your wildest dreams that you would win that and then win pro? Was that like even part of your thinking? Uh no. <laughs> um at first i wasn't even sure if i want if i wanted to compete um i was talking to marius one day and i'm like dude are you competing because i don't want to be the only guy from overseas um like just randomly competing at this international comp right here you know and he's like yeah yeah, i'm, I'm gonna compete it's gonna be fun I'm like all right yeah but you're in pros and i'm in am like <laughs> It's not like we're skating together or anything, but I thought, all right, I'm just going to sign up, see if something happens, you know. So when I signed up, um, I was actually feeling pretty confident with the skating course because it was rather small stuff and pretty you know, on a pretty tight space. So it's more or less the kind of uh, park that would fit my type of skating. So nothing where you can go too big or too fast because that would not be my type of skating. That's why I always struggle at Winter Clash. <laughs> <laughs> and no so uh when i made finals on m i was pretty stoked i was not sure if i would make make finals and after my finals run i thought that i could maybe make third probably fourth though and so i made i made second i didn't win the m's Mar martin won m's but top and... three get to go to pro exactly exactly and then I was like, all right, that was that was such an exhausting day. And in three days, I'm going to have to compete again. Like, all right, it's going to it's probably going to be fun. I mean, you don't have anything to prove you're up on, with the pros. Like, I'm just going to I'm just going to go skate, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I think at one point we were actually talking about this. Like, I don't know who I was talking to. And we were saying like, this would be the underdog story of the year like imagine yeah. me winning. it's like um but that was nowhere near reality for me i was like i was like yeah there's so many great skaters in there um if i would make finals that would be something to like i would buy a medal for myself and hang it somewhere like i'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't know that i made finals up until the very moment where they announced my name so i missed that I was skating a flat rail somewhere else and they they were in the first heat and you can actually see me on the live stream jumping on the course because I was just in the crowd and they were like yeah Michael where are you it's your turn I'm like all right oh shit it, it, apparently apparently I made finals so I just hopped up there and um it was John Bolino standing up on the quarter pipe and I just asked him like yeah, dude, how's that that jump over that over that down ledge? Uh, you probably saw a line of him doing like a 180 over it, and then like illusion, full cap kind grind or something on the on the curve. Yeah, yeah. like uh, Air Manatee posted something like uh, just yeah, 180 yeah. and full cap Ali That was so sick. Yeah, exactly. A very specific uh, part of the of the cup right now. But um, I just got up there and I'm like, yeah, dude. So how's that jump? I haven't tried it. I didn't make <laughs> I didn't make warm up. You know, like I just got here. It's like oh yeah it's cool it's all right and i'm like all right i'm gonna do it and just dropped in and i think right when i jumped off i i, I think i caught up on the ledge and i was just swinging my arms over and like, like flapping down like oh god this is the start of my finals run you know <laughs> <laughs> and so i i just somehow landed it and from there on it just i, I continued my line and um 
I think it was the fact that I didn't have any time to like mentally get into it. I was just skating and ended up landing every trick on that finals run. So I think that was that was probably the, the how, big thing. Here. How did the runs go? Was it an actual run or you just skate until you're done? Because I noticed that too. I was watching the live stream. I was actually with my girlfriend yeah. in the parking lot of like an Italian ice spot, like watching the live stream. But um, <laughs> I, like I noticed that you were going like way longer than everybody else and you were lacing all your tricks. So I don't know if it was like I was trying to figure out if like when you miss it, that's when you stop or like just whenever you're done, you're done or it's timed. Like, I don't know how that went, but you were like way more fluid than most other people out there. And I completely, once you, I found out you won, I was like, oh, that's a hundred percent. I know why. Oh yeah. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, so I think there was a time limit. Um, but then again, no one, no one hit that time limit. It's just, uh, until you're done. And I think up until my very first line, I felt like I was I was almost uh, about to throw up. Like I'm I'm not athletic. I'm I'm not an athletic person. And I thought, all right, I'm just gonna like when I was in that run, I thought like, all right, I can try this trick now. And oh, I'm skating up to that spot, so I'm gonna try that trick now too. And it just kept working. I, I was telling myself, all right, um, you'll know when when the time has come when you have to stop at some point, you know. And it usually was at the point where I was just not rolling anymore. So I was landing a trick and I'm just like standing there like, all right, that's like a proper way to end it. Like call it here, uh, make sure I'm not overdoing it. Slightly overdid it still. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was too much for, for my form. So I know that I have to do more cardio from now on. Contests are very <laughs> enduring events. Right. Oh, yeah. When, when you when you did your uh, run, you landed every trick. Did you think, "Hang on a second, I think I won this," or did you? What were you feeling before no. they announced? No, no, not at all. Um, so I did land all my tricks, and I felt very, very proud afterwards. So um, I could actually leave it at that point. I'm like, "Oh wow, that was um, the best I could do." It was definitely the best I could do. I could not have gotten anything better. Um, but I did see some tricks of the other uh, of the other guys. Obviously, I was always also focused on like um, catching a breath in between. But then again, I just saw um, a hurricane topsail here and there, and someone doing really intense stuff on that down rail, or Sean with his uh, flat rail switch ups, which seemingly he all landed, um, but apparently he didn't. Uh, it, it's just like uh, what I saw. Well, like from my point of view up there, everyone landed all their tricks too. So I was like, all right, yeah. So best effort I could give and best effort they could give. And I'm happy I made finals. And that would have been it for me. I did not think I would make top three, honestly. So th th that's a cool moment. So like when uh, it goes up there and you're waiting and you're hearing them make the announcement, they do third, they announce second. And then at that moment, did you say, hang on a second? Did, did you feel like maybe before the announcement, like you're like, wait a second, is it? Or did you did you hear anything? Like, what was that moment like? It was like Dumb and Dumber, like there is a chance. Yeah. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought right before they were starting the ceremony, I thought I could maybe make third because uh, people came up to me and they're like, yeah, are you ready to, to get your trophy or whatever? I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, and they were like, "Yeah, you um, like people were complimenting my my contest performance," and 
um, yeah, it seemed nice. And some people just came up to me and they were like very specific. They were like, if you're not winning this, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to take that trophy and give it to you. I'm like, All right, <laughs> hang on. Hang on a second. You know, I'm like, there's, there's so many good skaters there. And um, I don't see myself getting first place. I don't know. And it was actually up until the very second before they announced my name where I thought it would be me. Because um, I don't know if you saw it. I posted a video on Instagram where they announced my name. I love that video. And Mary has <laughs> filmed that video. And I thought he was just filming the ceremony. And then he just, he always like uh, filmed over to my face every time like they announced another name. And then he just stayed on my face. I'm like, uh, I, I guess who would win uh, the Blading Cup, right? And he just stayed uh, locked in on my face. And he was just filming like this, like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? And they're like uh, starting the announcement. They're like the Blading Cup champion. And I noticed him, like Marius, kicking me in my, uh, like, in my shin just slightly. I'm looking down like, oh, damn. I know that Marius knows the judges. I think he's like, he, and I saw him smile. I'm looking at him and they just announced my name. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I think I knew it like a second before. <laughs> oh, so he knew for sure. Like you asked him afterwards, like he definitely knew. That's why he was filming uh, you. I, didn't ask him, but I definitely knew that he knew because, uh, well, yeah, um, the judges Just were yeah. at the them shop and the way he acted afterwards seemed very obvious to me. But in the moment, it was just like, yeah, what are you doing, man? Why are you filming me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that video because it's not too often where, first of all, you're filming the person's face who like just won whatever. But usually when you when you see that happen, it's like they kind of already knew that they were winning or it's like if you didn't get second place, obviously, you knew you won at that point if it's between two people. But like you were like completely yeah. shocked. So that's why I love that video so much. I saw that your face. You're like, oh. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so genuine. So, yeah, that was that was probably the most honest reaction you would see from me because <laughs> I thought if it came down to me being in between two spots, it would be third or fourth. So I thought, all right, I might have just missed the podium there. And I would have been happy with that too. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. And that, so I did not think at all that I could, I could be up there. So unreal. That's incredible. Yeah. That's an incredible, like, like uh, your friend was saying, like what an underdog story. Your first uh, spring cup, your first blade cup, come out, you compete, you uh, get second at the M's, you get second at the M's, you come three <laughs> days later and you, you, you skate in the pro contest and then you win that. And uh, yeah, your whole time, like, you know, you got yourself out here. You really wanted to go. Um, what was the reception like? How, tell me about the after experience, like the whole like after and the whole night. What was that? You know, it's like your first time in California. You just won like one of the biggest events of the year. What was that like? Did he send it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, um, I think I never went through any street with more confidence than after that. So... <laughs> Even like uh, I dropped the trophy off at the hotel and afterwards I was just like, so like feeling very confident about everything. And as I got to the after party, um, it was it was very cool to be there. Like everyone was greeting me all of a sudden. And I'm like, all right, that's really cool. I mean, I knew half the people from before. Like there was a four day event and I'm pretty much talking to everyone I see. Uh, but then again, like everyone was coming around like, yeah, congrats, man. You deserved it. And like, that was a really cool thing to see because usually not everyone's uh, happy with contest results, but it seemed like that, uh, at least that way. 
and we got to the bar and it didn't take like more than 10 seconds and i was holding like four beers in my hand because <laughs> Uh, they gave me the microphone after I got my trophy, and I don't know what to say. Like I, di I didn't know that this was this was gonna happen, and I ended my my thank you speech or whatever you want to call it with "Where the beer's at." <laughs> so I got to the bar, and everyone was like, "Yeah, there's the beer you asked for." And like, "All right, thank you. I'm holding two. Someone comes up and like, "Yeah, you you wanted to know where the beer's at, right?" So I, I got three beers here, right? And I'm like, "How am I supposed to drink this?" And someone else comes up and like. Yeah, I got you the beer you were asking for earlier. I'm like, all right, all right. It's like, slow down. I wanna, like, I wanna actually be here for the whole night, you know, not just for an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. That that's uh, such a that's winter cool. classic yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bringing the winter clash to Blading Cup. <laughs> that's a king's. You got a king's welcome in America. That's awesome. <laughs> and that's just, uh, yeah, really cool story, man. And uh, congrats to you on that because that is. Uh, yeah, that's such. That's like I said. I think that's the. I'm. I'm. I. Yeah, that's the first time that's ever happened. No one's ever done that before, and that's so just going to go down in like uh, Blade Cup history. So, uh, yeah, congrats. So sick. Hell yeah. I have before we leave the blading cup topic. I have just one more thing. To, well, maybe two more things. Like, oh. after winning an event like that, has it changed your skating or your outlook on skating at all? Um, it did definitely. Um, but only in a way that I already knew I was going towards, which was just to skate the way I feel like doing, you know, and I entered the comp thinking, all right, I'm just going to try to maybe step out of my comfort zone here and there, not risking too much. And I went exactly for that. So I just tried, tried the things I felt comfortable with, tried to make the most out of that and for some for some reason it it brought me to the title so that that was pretty unreal and um after that i just took away like um your very best skating is your own skating whether it's like big tricks or going very fast with your with your skating or doing like a lot of switch ups whatever you're doing um if that's the way you feel like do like if that's the the trick that you're feeling go for it and that's where it's getting you, you know, like um, people are people will enjoy this more. You will enjoy it more, which is actually the uh, the turning point here. And yeah, so it just made me realize that this is um, a, an outlook on skating that I want to like hold on to. So just I want to I want to be myself skating, be authentic, have fun and go for whatever feels right at the moment. I love that attitude. That, that that's a great attitude. Um, a, a, a lot of the time, you feel like influence, outside influence, for like how you should be skating or whatever's happening now, and like what to keep up with, what's cool, what's not. Uh, do I skate flat? Do I skate anti rocker? What's happening? Uh, no, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to do it. <laughs> But yeah, but it's true. Like you should skate to 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 what feels good, like and to what feels fun, yeah. and to, like your skating, what speaks to you. And I think if you like follow that that path, you're gonna have more to contribute than if you're. You know, it's good to be inspired by by what's happening around you, but it's also good to like uh, stick in like the natural area that's fun for you or most. Yeah, exactly. Like I've been sticking to that um, for a long time now because um, actually. I, I used to think differently and it got me injured at some point. 
And after that, I was like, all right, why did I, why did I get hurt for something I didn't want to do in the first place? And no one forced me to do it. It was myself doing, like, myself trying to talk me into something I didn't want to do. And I didn't feel it at the, at the moment either. And I only realized that uh, with contests, especially like at Winter Clash, for, uh, for example, like the, uh, the course usually doesn't fit my type of skating. And I'm trying to adjust as much as I can. But here and there, I see myself uh, rolling away from a trick uh, and thinking, all right, that was very unnecessary. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel right. Why did I try it? It probably looked horrible as well. Um, and I always thought I, I needed to do this. If I wanted to, um, to get somewhere in contest, I, I should try to, to one-up even though I'm not feeling it. And I'm trying to, uh, I was trying to get rid of that and I'm um, I was fully uh, locked in on my um, outlook on skating on Blading Cup. And I thought like, all right, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to do whatever feels like my type of skating and see where it gets me. And even if it wouldn't get me in the finals, even if it wouldn't uh, get me in the finals of the M's or whatever, I'm still going away, not injured, I'm still, I still had a good time and um, I feel good about my skating. That's, that's actually all I'm looking for, right? Yeah, I love you, that. I love whether, that attitude. Whether you win or lose, you just got to like feel good about it. You know, I think that's yeah. the most important thing too. If you got 10th place, you're like, yo, I, I had a good time. I like competed with these guys, like all these people I look up to, whatever it may be. Like that was awesome. That was fun. And you're not hurt. Exactly. That's a plus. Always a plus. <laughs> exactly or maybe maybe it was just like one trick you landed that you fe felt really good about and that's something you can take away for for the whole contest experience like that was this one trick you landed like yes that's that felt really good and uh everything else doesn't matter and even if there was not a single trick that you that you landed that you felt good about like, like you said if you're not going away injured that's that's always the best thing i mean you want to skate for longer than just this weekend i wanted to go back home and skate again right <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah too many people definitely. get broke off at contest yeah yeah, yeah you, you definitely feel that pressure sometimes but yeah that, that that's that's the attitude man i really love that attitude yeah i feel, I feel like uh, if you're talking to people at, at contests you you realize that no one really no one really wants to like go out of their way to like um well, try to try really dangerous tricks or whatever. At the end of the day, after the contest, you want to just hang around, maybe maybe skate some other spot or, or anything. And uh, if you're if you're just taken by the moment of the contest and you you feel like, all right, now I want to do like this big trick, why not go for it? You're fe you're feeling it, right? Yeah. So you should you should just listen to your your uh, whatever your body is telling you. Yeah. Hey, th that's. The gut, man, you got to listen to the gut. Like you said, like sometimes if you're in the zone, you're feeling it, you feel safe. And other times you feel like you're pushing it and your body's like, no, maybe not. And those could be the times where you, where you get hurt. But mm -hmm. man, that's a really good attitude. I love that attitude. Yeah. I like that too. Uh, we, let's talk about more, your more recent skating, I guess, because I noticed that you've been messing around on the wizard skates and oh, yeah. <laughs> like as far as like i know from your skating like i haven't seen you mess around on them before but you posted some clips and it looks like you caught on really really well like really quickly 
And I don't know if you were like kind of training for that beforehand or whatever, because it took me forever to figure those things out. And you look like you got them, the brain dead frames, and you like just in a second figured it out kind of thing. Like what's your experience like with those and how is that like changing your skating now? Um, so yeah, the brain dead frame that I bought at, um, at the blading cup was actually the first time I was like first wizard setup I've ever tried. I've haven't tried the, the natural rocker, the four wheelers or, or anything. Um, but I did try to learn some wizard skating moves on regular skates with big wheels or even my aggressive skates. And I failed miserably. It, it looked horrible. Like <laughs> I, I couldn't. I couldn't get the movements right and it just it just felt off somehow but i kept seeing content of people like um just trying different things and it looked so much it looked like so much fun and then i saw jk with the whole piece in in new york and i saw other videos of him before and how he adapted to aggressive skating uh just as much as mike torres and i'm like all right this just seems like a new opportunity to expand your skating, right? And yeah, with with the whole uh, brain dead uh, frame being sold at Blading Cup, I was like, all right, this is this is the opportunity. I have to take it now. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. Um, I actually had the wheels back home already because I knew at some point I was gonna buy a wizard frame, <laughs> and I got the frames back home. I set up the the setup and just instantly uh, got to skating. And I feel like just mentally I've been preparing for such a long time. Like I've been watching wizard videos for a few months now. And I always thought like, all right, this move looks looks rather doable. I'm not sure though. Um, and yeah, everything I tried before on aggressive skates or regular big wheels, it just made sense with wizard skating. Like if you have wizard skates, it just it just flows. Like you just go wherever your skates tell you to go and that's that's a really cool thing like um i feel like your skates are leading the way and you're just you're just flowing with it so it's probably the only type of skating where i can listen to music uh while i'm doing it that actually helps <laughs> yeah it's you explain that really well with like the flowing aspect of it too because that's like kind of what i've been personally focusing on my skating as well too like the flowing and actual skating aspect of it the wizard frames make it so easy to do that and to transfer over, I never heard of anybody doing the opposite, like doing it, learning or trying to learn on their aggressive skates and then bringing it to the wizard skates because that must make it like night and day easier. No, it's, it, it was actually, it didn't help at all, I think. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it did help just to, uh, just to like know what, what I could try once I have a wizard set up. Um, but it was just, it was just like, um, it was not like I was trying to go out and learn wizard moves on aggressive skates. I was just at a, at a skate park and I was see, um, I would see a clip on Instagram. I'm like, all right, this looks cool. I want to try it now. I'm just rolling around, trying this move and realizing it's pretty much impossible with the skills that I have right now. So I knew that I had to expand at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird learning the tricks because you can't like you can't just watch like somebody do a, a topsoil, the true topsoil. I'm like, oh, I want to copy that. It's like such a, it's like a new language almost that you have to kind yeah. of freeze frame everything and be like, okay, he was on like one wheel. He swiveled this way with the one foot. It makes it so much more difficult to learn, but you, I just feel like you caught on to it so well already. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I mean, um, 
I grew up skating with Fabian. So Fabian is pretty much the wizard skater from, from Germany. And he did this whole thing with aggressive skates before he had wizard skates. So it was, it was very interesting to see that. And um, I was talking to him a lot about this type of movement in skating. And he taught me a few things before that were kind of a, like a hybrid move from wizard and aggressive skating. And um, at Blading Cup, I was talking to Mike Torres a lot about wizard skating and yeah, like consuming a lot of content as well. And just like, I'm, I'm trying to um, make as much with the information I have, like, uh, like with talking, with videos, um, like rules or whatever you have to like, uh, you have to follow or like specific um, movements with your body that people are talking about. Like um, I'm trying to just soak that in. And first time I get the chance to, to try it out, I'm just trying to adapt it. And that's, that's pretty much what I did. So the first session was very, um, well, it just looked awkward and slow and all of that. But after sleeping over it and just trying to like, um, like combine everything I've seen in videos and that little skill set that I had, um, I, I feel like I, it helped me just get into it a, a bit more, like not only learning from, from practicing my, myself, but also from seeing other people and just learning from their body language there. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's Thanks, exciting man. learning like a new aspect of skating because when you do it for so long, you've been skating for 13 years, you know, to finally try yeah. something different is like a little bit refreshing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can always you can always expand in, uh, your aggressive skating as, as such. Like you can try new tricks, you can try new spots. But then again, it's always aggressive skating. It's always the roll and grind thing, or at least that's what I did. And don't get me wrong, I'm very happy with that and I could do that all day still. Um, but it just it just feels fun having um, more opportunities to to um, well improve your your skating, um, make more out of it, make a trick more of a challenge, make an easy trick a challenge again. That's a really cool thing for me to do, and I feel like wizard skating was uh, one thing I was that was missing for me for a long time. Like I held it back for a long time. I wanted to to get into it for a few years, and I finally. Uh, took that step and it was just probably the best investment in skating in a long time from my side <laughs> yeah that, 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 that's a really cool mentality to, to have with it like um make make it easy trick difficult and i just think it's so important to also like once you've gotten to a certain level um of skill with with aggressive skating or whatever it's cool to come back down to a place where you can be a novice again and kind of like re-explore all the little movements because as, as we've seen, like people have been able to incorporate that into like aggressive and it seems like it's changing the face of skating as it is now. Like, you know, I think that the wizard has a, such an impact on what's occurring in like the just the movements in, in aggressive now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you actually brought up a point that was that was very uh, interesting to me, too, because I noticed when I started wizard skating, it felt like starting skating all over again because mm -hmm. I didn't know any names of the tricks and i had no one around to teach those tricks like like i said I, I was talking to fabian a lot about about the movements but it was not like he was giving me trick tips or anything and so i was just going out and 
I'm trying to, I'm just improvising. I'm just skating and trying whatever feels right. And it just felt like back in the day, uh, starting to skate and watching a video of someone who's just mastering this craft and you're trying to, um, trying to get into it with that. So back in the day, I was watching Chris Haffey videos and this time I was watching JK's video on repeat and just thinking, all right, this trick looks doable if I leave out this and that part and I'm just doing the middle thing here. And uh, that's that's what I did. And I, I think that's why it's so much fun right now as well. It just feels like starting starting to skate again. And it that was um, a very fun time um, on its own, like just being very new to the sport and now just being very new to this aspect of the sport. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the it's- Uh, Sorry, just with the difference that um, you're just more uh, state like more solid on your skates. Like when you start skating, you get hurt a lot. Like you fall down a lot, which is normal. But now it's just like you you're new with the with your the huge advantage of actually knowing how to skate in general. So now I'm done. (laughs) No, 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 (laughs) no. That that that's that that's really cool, man. Because I think. Sometimes when you reach a certain level at skating, it's kind of to come and be a rookie again, it could feel weird or kind of be a novice or like not feel completely comfortable. So like some people wouldn't really want to embrace that because it's like, oh, I'm not like I don't feel comfortable here. I'll go back to aggressive. But it's really cool to embrace that, like um, just being like, whoa, I'm kind of out of my element here and I have to figure it out. And and like I said, you could see that translate in other areas. I feel like if you're feeling like a rookie at some point in skating, you're going the right path. So whenever you're feeling like a rookie, it means like you're, you're learning again. And I like that part the most, like learning new tricks is, is the thing to do. Like when I'm filming, obviously I want to, I want to stay within my lane with the tricks. I feel comfortable where I feel, I don't want to say professional where, but where I feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, whenever I'm at the skate park, um, I tend to pick the spot that um, either looks the most appealing or the least appealing. So mm-hmm. uh, let's say I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a park and there's a flat rail. You will obviously see me skate that flat rail um, for a long time. But then again, if there's like a bowl there, I'm very bad at bowl skating. But I really enjoy it because I'm so bad at it. I'm just learning like everything that I, uh, that I land uh, skating in a bowl. It just feels like a new thing. And... I think you should embrace that rookie uh, phase you can have in skating because it always means like you're you're going a path where you're learning again. And I, no, no, I com- I completely agree. Um, there are you know I've, I've been skating since like nine a long time, like many <laughs> years, and um, I, I skate with like Joe Atkinson and Miguel. I like a bowl. And I, I feel like I, I've ju- I've just started, you know, when I'm with them, and I'm like, oh man, like even if I feel good before they're there, like when they're there, I'm like, wow, this is it goes so many levels. So so it's cool to to always like uh, put yourself in a place like where you could learn. It's very it's also very humbling, like you know, and you can stay humble and you can grow, and it it's really important for like just developing the character that you you want to be in skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's there's always there should always be um that kind of skating that you enjoy so much where you feel like you're very comfortable like that's your that's your type of skating you feel confident with it and 
um, that's a cool thing to have. And I think that's, uh, that's one thing I always need in skating. So there's always like my backup, like when I feel too humbled, uh, if you want to say like that, like, especially skating like a mini ramp or a bowl, like, um, if I say like, all right, I need something to build my confidence back up. I'm just, I just want to skate something where I feel very comfortable trying new stuff or just repeating old stuff. Um, yeah, that's like, um, it just, it needs both in my opinion. You just need, you need the, the humbling experience skating with, um, like skating unfamiliar spots or skating with people way better than you or just better than you. And you need that thing where you feel very confident and it doesn't matter how good anyone else would be. It just matters how confident you are at this certain type of skating. So I feel very comfortable skating a flat rail, but I'm nowhere, um, on top of the game there. But then again, I never feel like a rookie on a flat rail. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the uh, the fan aspect of of this too, because uh, like being able to watch you, like I'm a fan of your skating and then seeing that you watched, uh, that you started wizard skating, like I'm like, oh, this is like a whole new version of Michael Wittsman that I could watch skate. And same thing with like Colin Kelso was doing that recently too. Like everyone's seen him yeah. just tearing up the streets for years and years and years. And then now he started like wizard skating a little bit on his Instagram stories. And it's like, oh, and now I get to see, like I'm a huge fan of Colin skating. Like I get to see a new version of Colin, you know, start skating again. Uh, but but along those lines, um, I wanted to ask you a, a little bit about your influences because I don't know. I, I could just be completely wrong, but I see a lot of like Sean and Colin Kelso skating in your skating. <laughs> and I was curious how much of like influence they had too. like the style is there, like the tricks are there, the technicality is there. Um, I could be completely wrong, but like, I'm just curious what else you have to, what are the influences you've had that made your skating what it is today? Uh, <laughs> so that was very well observed. Uh, yeah, the Kelso's are <laughs> huge influence uh, ever since I started skating. Uh, yeah, it can actually like, I'm always ready. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and meeting both of those guys at Blading Cup was actually a big thing for me because um, I've been watching their videos for years and it was just like every video that, that they drop would just be way better than the last video, but not comparable to it. So it would just be a, a whole different thing. And that's what I really enjoyed. So um, like they reinvent themselves. And now, just like like you said, with the whole wizard skating as well, like it's just uh, a new type of skater, but it's it, it's still it's still Colin, you know, like it's still Colin Kelso, but he's just uh, he's bringing in something new. And then there's Sean, who's just who, yeah, well, well, Sean, who just does unspeakable tricks. I don't know. It's, <laughs> um, you could you probably you could probably guess that I'm more um, inspired by Sean. Uh, just because of the spots that he usually skates and the switch-ups that he does, they're more, um, they speak more to my type of skating. And every time I go out and I'm like, all right, I got a very original switch-up that I want to try and I'm filming it, um, I just randomly see it on some basement video. I'm like, all right, that's, again, very humbling. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I had something right there. I thought I invented something and then I just see, yeah. He did this like two years ago. All right. Thank you. <laughs> it was subliminally um, in your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, well, uh, Kelso's obviously then, um, I start, when I started skating, um, well, Haffy, up until this point, it's just 
not the skating um, in general because uh, it does not really. I cannot really apply many of of his tricks to my or his. I cannot adapt his spots to my skating at all. Uh, I mean, I was at the Dallas Kink, but I didn't yeah. try to fast ride it. I barely toppled <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, uh, but. I would rather take his mindset of skating because there has to be a specific mindset for someone to do uh, the tricks that Haffy did and still does. Like uh, this guy skates a mini ramp like I skate a flat rail, like with such a uh, level of confidence. And so Haffy would be one of the guys that I'm looking up to. Um, I think the first video I ever saw, like the first full video was Drip Drop. So Brian Shima always uh, on that list of huge inspirations especially after he was on your podcast because i never met brian shima in person but he um, extended all my expectations of uh, how much into skating he could be and how um like how inspiring of a person he could be so that's also up on the list and I think also one of the first videos that I saw was Truth 2. I don't know if it was Truth 1 or 2, but then again, it was all of you guys as well. So uh, up until like when I when I went to Seattle, I also thought like I rather want to go to New York because I always saw the Truth videos and I still watch them so many times um, actually. I'm like, oh man, those spots look so cool and like the city vibes look so amazing and just the whole scene and you uh what i really liked about the whole video was uh your crew you could tell like you're good friends um you uh you can also film really well which is which is a huge plus for me mm-hmm. and uh every one of you guys has a different approach to skating like you you all skate at different spots there's hardly a time when you see like um you're at the same spot but you're not skating it the same way and that was always a thing that I really enjoyed uh, to watch. Like you, you see a um, you see a video, you see that um, certain tricks are filmed the same day, but then again, it's not the same spot or not the same way at the same spot. You know, definitely. No, I, 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 I think that I think that's cool to see too. Like when when you take a bunch of talented skaters to a spot and they all find different ways uh, to get around skating. And yeah. it's like, just like really highlights the creative aspect and like the personal subjectivity aspect of skating. That's like so important to, to the character of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, my list I think will go it, on, and on for now, like with, <laughs> with inspirations because I feel like <laughs> basically let me get this, let me get this straight. I feel like everyone that is out there skating and is just enjoying what they're doing, you can always take inspiration from from those people. It doesn't matter how long they're skating. It doesn't matter how good they're skating, but you can always, everyone can learn from everyone there. Like, um, I feel like you should always be a fan of, of everyone skating. Why? Because why not? Like, everyone's just doing, we're doing the same thing and there's different aspects to what can inspire you. You just have to see it. And and just on a sim- on a separate note, like if you if you have to go again, like just strictly skating wise, it would all, uh, be all Pennsylvania. That that's my inspiration right here. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, Cody Raffner, it's Ryan Parker. Um, yeah, that would that would take those four guys. Add me to that group. That would be a party right there. You would fit right oh, in. That's a fantastic crew. I would, I would, I would have wanted to see that happening so bad. <laughs>
Oh, uh, you, you got to do that. That'd be something to watch in the future. That would be. Let's get that Patreon um, up for, for Michael. Oh, we got to yeah. get it going. <laughs> um, in a second, we're going to get into questions from everyone else. Um, I got like one or one or two more questions, but uh, shout out to our sponsor, Blank. And everyone who's joining us, if you're watching live, please hit the like button. If you have any questions, uh, you can start lining them up now in the live chat. And if you have any uh, uh, super chats, we still have our super chats with our guests. We prioritize the super chats. So um, if you feel inspired to do that, do that. Bring but um, <laughs> yeah. We got to get this guy to Pennsylvania with Ryan Parker and ask. We got to get this going. Yeah. Um, Don't forget, like, uh, um, everything there. I'm just going to do a whole East Coast tour there. Yeah, you got to come to New York. Well, right, East that, right Coast down the block. East Coast tour is just New York and Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I don't feel like doing anything else there. <laughs> yeah, just that's good enough. There's a lot there. of good cities on the East Coast, but that's a good place to 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 start if you're going to yeah. start there yeah. for sure. <laughs> Um, so before we get into some of these questions, um, I also noticed, um, that your day job is you're working as a nurse, which is how you're able yeah. to like travel and live this life. Uh, are there any places where you cross over in like the risk of skating and like you working in the medical, uh, field is like, kind of like, do you have any doctors saying like, Hey, you know, you really shouldn't do that or anything like that pushing against, or what's your experience there? Um, so the first thing I always do, if someone says to me, I shouldn't do it, I ignore that person completely. <laughs> I don't, I don't care if, if someone says that I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I used to like, um, I had an internship on an ambulance where just everyone who got hurt would come in like broken arms, broken legs, stuff like that. Um, and I was scared about that. Like I was, I was psyched about seeing that kind of like that part in nursing. But then again, I was scared that it, I would take this um, to skating. Like if I would get scared to to get hurt. Um, apparently, it, it didn't matter to me. Like um, I wouldn't relate those things. And if you're skating, it, it doesn't matter if you're in the medical field or anything. Like you see people get hurt here and there. You you cannot avoid it. Just the other day, I saw a skateboarder break his hand, and it's just um, I actually just see it as a as a um, as an advantage from my side. Like I know what to do when something like that happens. Um, but just in general, with the whole nursing thing, it can be hard. It, you can it can happen that you take it um, out on your personal life. Like you you're scared to get hurt. You're scared to um, to get um, in like injured with something or get a disease or anything. Um, but then again, you just, if that happens, I always need to like, just take a moment and, uh, just, well, focus again. Like, um, I don't want to say meditate because I'm not specifically meditating, but just making sure for myself, like, this is a different world. Like this is my work in life. And the other thing is my personal life, which I'm, which is something completely different. Those things are not correlating. If someone breaks his arm and I have to take care of it um, and my working hours, so be it. But if I'm skating, that didn't happen. I just like I'm um, just not thinking about work when I'm skating. It's a good way to block that out. I'm, I'm like, it's not surprised, but like happy to hear that you're able to block that out when your line of work too, because that's definitely discouraging for people who skate on like a regular basis. You know, that's part of the reason why people 
don't push themselves or might not skate at all in general. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know people that work in the medical field that are actually afraid to get hurt because of that. So like they yeah. saw different injuries and they saw specific ways that uh, of things that could happen, you know? So like uh, skating with a ring, for instance, you can, uh, you can rip out your finger if everything goes bad, but all right. I mean, everything can happen, you know, just make sure you're, you're in the, mo in the best place personally, uh, like focus wise and body wise to skate and you're fine. Yeah, if you're skating with rings, be careful where you skate, especially wooden parks with nails coming out of it. Be very careful. Yes. I mean, I saw something like that at work too, but it was actually very, uh, very interesting to me. But I, like, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, connect it to skating. It doesn't phase you. No. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because I, I don't think, I mean, I think skating and, and some of those uh, like action sports gets kind of like a rap, like where it's more dangerous than anything else. But I don't think it's any more or less dangerous than any other sport. No. And as long as you're taking care of yourself and being healthy and being smart, uh, I think some people look at it and they see it as like jumping off roofs and things like this sometimes, which it can be. And they're like, oh, it's this, it's this kind of wild thing. But no, I think, um, you know, uh, I, I, know, I know people have been skating forever. I mean, I might be wrong here, but I think uh, Colin Kelso has skated forever without breaking a, a bone. And he's been skating for like uh, coming on, like I think 30, around 30 years now. So that's, you know, it's, it's just a, you're about your approach and how you skate and, and what you want to get out of it. So that's um, on smart. Yeah, that's that's just smart skating, uh, which, well, I learned I learned the hard way. I, I learned it by skating stupid. <laughs> we usually do. Don't get me wrong. We still need the guys yeah. that are going to, you know, do crazy things because I love to watch that stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> keep doing that. No, that's cool. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that skating big stuff or dangerous things is, is skating stupid. But uh, that's just my whole point about like skating um, stuff that you're not feeling, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, there's there's people that are feeling the big spots. They they know um, how to handle it. Like take Demetrius George for instance. You cannot take this guy to a low rail. Why would you even? Like he's feeling so comfortable skating those those uh, huge rails or whatever he's skating. It's it's just insane. But you can tell that he's that that he's just feeling it. It's his type of skating, and that's yeah. on skating. That's skating smart. It's a high skating Absolutely. IQ. Yeah. I'm still trying to see a Demetrius George P-Rail edit, though. <laughs> He'll probably take it and put it on top of, like, a roof somewhere. Like, on top of, like, somewhere that he has to jump high on it. <laughs> it would, be it would still be Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. Um, um, should we do okay, questions? Okay, I think we should get into some of these questions. Let's, Let's do, it. do people, it. People want to talk to you, Michael. So, people, we got oh, lots really? of questions lined up. Um, like Billy Thank said, if you're watching live... We prioritize the super chat questions. Uh, we'll try to get to as many of the regular questions as we can. Uh, we are going to do the Patreon questions first because we post this on our Patreon. If you're a Patreon member, uh, you have like access to ask our guest questions in case you can't watch live. Uh, so let's get into those real quick. We have um, first one from Matt Placencia who says, do you think your skating is more creative or competitive? <laughs> that's, that's hard. Like I, I would... Um... I would not say it's it's either one of those, but it's like a, a like a spectrum, like it's somewhere somewhere in between. But depends on who I'm skating with. If I'm skating with Gabriel, it's definitely more on the com uh, competitive end. But anytime else, it's it's just um, I'm trying to be more on the creative end. 
I see like yeah. a, a good mix of both of them, especially yeah, nowadays. I, yeah, for, for me personally, it just needs both some sometimes. So like I said, if I'm skating alone, I'm more I'm trying to be more on the creative side of, of things. Like, why should I be? Who should I be competitive with if I'm skating alone? Right. <laughs> if you're skating with the right people, like there's people that are just um, as competitive, but on a fun competitive way. Like I'm not that diehard competition skater or anything. Like I don't I don't feel that. And if things get like uncomfortably competitive, I'm stopping. That's I'm not really. So I'm definitely more creative at, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Thank That makes sense. Yeah. Yep, definitely. That's a good answer. Um, second Patreon question is from Florian Hans, who says, "Love your skating, Michael. Just became a Patreon. Uh, what does it mean oh, to be? Did <laughs> uh, become with you? Or you... <laughs> uh, I think I, I hope with you, because he's clearly right. a Patreon of ours. So I hope with you. Um, he says, "What does it mean to be an amateur for USD? Any obligations or privileges? And did they support you to go to the Blading Cup? What is your future as a skater for USD? There's a lot in there." <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Break it down, break it down. All right, that's, okay. that's a lot. What What does it mean to be an amateur for USD? It's an honor, really. So, um, just having the opportunity. Like I was texting with Eugen uh, right before I got on USD. I was just telling him about like uh, I was asking him if White Sways would be out for a longer time because I thought about buying them, but I just bought them skates as well. So I was skating them skates for a month and I'm like, all right, I want to do, I want to try sways now too. Like, um, I was just trying all the kind, all the kinds of skates I found. And I'm usually, uh, I really enjoy skating white skates. I don't know why. And, um, when I texted Eugen, he was like, yeah, just, um, they're just going to be out for, for this month. After that, they're st- going to stop production on that. And it's probably going to take a while until they're back. So if I want some, I should get my hands on now. And he, then he added, like, if, if I would enjoy the skates, I should hit him up and he might have a spot on the team. So it worked really easy. And I feel like there's no obligations to it, actually. Like, I'm, I'm just doing me. Like, I'm, I'm doing the content that I usually do. I'm trying to, to provide Instagram clips here and there as well. Like, nothing, nothing out of the line for me. And I think there was something about the support with Blading Cup. Yes, yeah. they did support me for Blading Cup. Um, I stayed at the hotel with USD and everything was taken care of there. So, yes, I got the I got the support. And and what is your future Blade- as a skater for USD? Especially after winning the Spring Cup. Yeah, getting, getting pro, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Like it's, um, I just want to uh, keep doing it. But honestly... At some point, I wanna become pro. If if the skating goes that way, like if it's if it's actually um, if it's actually the right thing, you know. Um, but I honestly also, when I got on USD, I was full on honest with them. I'm like, all right, so I just want to know if this thing could uh, go to pro one day. If I keep doing what I do. Obviously, I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to make more content. And now with uh, with me being done with school, I have more time to do content as well. So uh, I'm trying to do the most for uh, from my side. And I want to make sure that USD can do the most from their side too. So yeah, um, if it if it works, I've, I'm fully in for for the for the pro run. But 
uh, there's no rush there. Like I said, I'm just at the beginning. Pretty cool. And along those lines, we have our last Patreon question from Al Deliga, who shout out Al Deliga. He, every time we do this, he has like a thousand questions. We don't have time for all of them. But along the lines of what we were just talking about, he says, any thoughts or feelings on being a youngish sponsored slash up and comer skater in the current era? Does the road to being a pro seem harder, easier, or just different than it seemed to be for the older generations? All right, that's that's a long question right there. Um, you probably have to uh, reread the first part, but the second thing, um, if it's different to the older generation, um, I'm not sure. I don't. I cannot really compare it because, well, I'm only younger generation, not older. Um, I think. I think, though, there is a slight advantage from my side because uh, I feel very comfortable with the whole social media thing. And that's what's ma uh, what matters right now to um, to be seen. It's just making content yourself, posting and just be like trying to stay relevant without like overdoing yourself or just um, making it boring for yourself or other people. And I feel like I feel like I'm um, I'm getting this like I'm I'm feeling very comfortable and so I'm guessing older generations had it a bit tougher like you had to just um, there were certain video releases and you either had a good section or not and or not a section at all and that's that's pretty much it and nowadays you you get to decide when you're gonna do a video or if you want to do a full video or just wanna like do social media instead. And yeah, I feel like I'm more, I'm pretty much locked into that. That works right. Yeah, that does work right too. And that yeah, that is like the the way of kind of promoting and and, and shit these days too. So it works out for the younger generation, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you everyone on our Patreon for asking those questions. Those great questions for Michael. Um, if you want to be a part of our Patreon. Look us up, Jump Street Podcast, on Patreon to be a part of the community. Exclusive content. You get to ask our guest questions before we start the show. Um, let's move it on to the live questions. We have some super chats here. We have some regular questions. So let's get right to it. We're going to do the super chats first. First one is from Shred Major, who says, fun skating with you at the cup, Mike. Where did your stamina come from? You skated the entire... <laughs> it's funny that we're asking this question now after the conversation before. But he says, where did your stamina come from? You skated the entire event. Did you do any cross-training outside of skating? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm literally the guy with the worst stamina ever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I just skated... I skated four days in a row. That was something else. Um, I was actually surprised myself that I didn't feel sore or anything. Um but the thing is, just with the choice of tricks, it, um, just being smart about when I'm skating. So I do skate a lot, but when I do, I always like pick my time for it. So um, I'm making sure I, I catch a breath every time in between, um, making sure that I'm warming up. I do need to get into stretching more because I always forget that, but I'm just trying to, I'm having kind of a routine how to get into it. And I feel like my body rewards me with being able to skate the next day again. And then again, the blading cup course was not too like, um, intense on my, um, on my muscles or whatever. So I didn't feel too, I didn't feel sore or anything, but yeah, no stamina. I'm not doing cross training. I'm not doing cardio. <laughs> and, uh, I do 
I do boulder. Uh, I do bouldering um, outside of skating, but only during winter, mostly. But then again, that's like the short stamina version of climbing. Like you, you just have slower, uh, like uh, smaller road, uh, routes with higher intensity. So it's always like a short, uh, a short duration, high peaking. Like like skating as well. Like you're just you're taking a long break. You take all the energy for one trick. You're done. Take a breath. And that's. That's all I'm doing. That was uh, that question must have came in before we had that part of the conversation where you said the complete opposite. <laughs> uh, great question though. Thank you for for the question. Um, next one, next super chat is from Lander who says, "Michael, congratulations again, champ. Do you see yourself skating in ten to fifteen years? Not necessarily. Uh, I don't understand that." But maybe I guess just probably do you see or, probably probably or not necessarily. Oh, okay, or not necessarily. Stay humble, brother. So I guess do you see yourself skating in in ten fifteen years? Of course. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's not that obvious. Um, giving my current outlook on skating, I'm definitely gonna skate in ten to fifteen years. I mean, um, I'm always I'm always looking up to the older guys right now, like the the guys at like a top level age if you want to say like that or like the oldest guys <laughs> i can say like that um and i see like at what level are they still skating you see john julio skating at a high level like it's, it's insane and then you see other people skating at a high level and you find out they're close to their 40s too like what's happening i i used to think that 30 would be the point where it would just get like slower or stop eventually because that was just the thing here but no, so the way it looks right now, I feel like I'm skating forever. Um, and that's all given that it's still fun to me. Like, uh, I always say that, like, if it, if I feel like it's not fun anymore, you won't see me on skates anymore. But so far, hasn't happened. I don't think it will. Skating's always fun. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a great I answer. I love with, with so many so many opportunities right and just like um so, sorry to expand this one but it's just like uh I, I was thinking about this today because i thought this question is like a question like this might come up and it just i just came up like in my head i'm skating for 13 years and all that happened in those 13 years is um i found more reasons to be uh into this sport like there's i found more and more reasons why i like practicing the sport and why I like to be in this community there's so many aspects and it just uh, they just keep adding up so I don't know what would need to happen for me to stop skating other than my body saying no but I'm nowhere near that point I'm feeling top of my game right now <laughs> yeah, you're still young you got plenty of life back in you oh yeah plenty how old are you 25 yeah, so yeah, you got plenty of time in you. You see Julio skating yeah. and people skating in their forties. You have, you know, decades ahead. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it just hits me like that. I'm like, oh God, what happens when I turn thirty? I'm like, and then just pull myself back and like, yeah, that's five years from now. Just we're not even we're not even in the, into this summer right now. Like, just try to think day by day by day like uh, i don't need to pull myself down thinking about like when will it probably end or whatever i just yeah. want to enjoy the ride right that's yeah anything else would make sense to me yeah i agree that's a good way to think about it uh next super chat is from jojo oso who says 
Such inspiring words. How can we get more kids on skates? Is it not the future? Congrats. And even though we have never met, what about Charlotte? I don't know. Oh, that's and I, I guess I guess Charlotte, the place, isn't there? Isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 he's talking about the East Coast. Yeah, Georgia, guess, Oso, I'm guessing Oso uh, Skate Park. I got you. I got you. It all connects now. My my uh, eyes are just going up there all the time. It's because I have a world map right behind uh, <laughs> the computer. I'm always looking up there. Uh, so, what was the first part of the um, question again? <laughs> how can we get more kids on skates? Is it not the future? It can be the future. I don't know if it is, um, I, but I would definitely. I wouldn't say it is or it isn't. It it's it's up to the people that that want to enjoy. It. But um, how could we get more kids on skates? Yeah. Um, to me personally, I, I just feel like it's it's being being authentic. Um, and with that, with being authentic, you bring so many personalities into skating, and eventually there's going to be someone that really speaks to this one kid. And there, then there's another one that speaks to this, uh, this group of kids, maybe even. And then, and then they're going to be inspired. So um, that's, always, that's always the thing that, that was missing for a few years, I think. And now, now I feel like at, at Spring Cup, you could definitely see it. Like everyone was just being themselves. And there was just so many different types of skating. And then again, it's all one, like everyone's skating, but everyone's just doing a completely different thing there. And that's, I think, what, uh, what is needed when bringing kids into skating. Like kids want to, just like uh, adults as well, want to express themselves. And um, what better way to express yourself than with your body, like than what you're doing, you know? And sports is a great way to express yourself. Um, body movements dancing for, for some people as well uh, but with skating especially like um, let's say let's say you just go in a specific way of music and you adapt it to skating and boom you have it you have like that you have that kid that listens to Wu-Tang and he's just like oh wow skating to that looks really cool and just it speaks to me I want to get into it that's how I started or, or that's how I got more into it basically not, not started but that's that's what really that's what uh, what really um stuck with me got you hooked yeah yeah i mean there's there's many things that got me hooked but that's that's one thing i noticed at some point like you just you can just combine so many things of your personality and express yourself and that's what what i liked about it and i think that would be my way of bringing kids into it like try to ensure that this is a thing where you can express yourself and have fun you can be competitive you can be uh, just on your own, you can skate in a group. You can uh, you can skate alone. Uh, you can pretend like it's like it's a group sport, but then again, like just be on your own. It's there's everything, everything for everyone. You just have to advertise it like that. It's awesome. Um, we have a few. I think that's it for our uh, super, yeah, chats, super chats. But we have yeah, a, for now. We have a few more questions here. Uh, I think we'll take three or four more, and then let you off the hook. Thank you for answering and spending time. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. All right. So uh, Nathan Chase says, uh, Michael and Jump Street, is there any trick or switch up that you've never been able to do that you've always wanted to do? Maybe a spin into a certain grind, maybe a switch up, etc. Like every time you see someone do it, you're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
I, I'm pretty sure there is. Um, oh yeah, for me. Uh, and don't don't start on the whole um, trick vocabulary or whatever. But I'm saying true spin front torque. So like 270 spinning away from from the spot and then front torque. Yeah, is mm -hmm. my nemesis in skating. So mm -hmm. I don't know why I just cannot do it. I've tried it so many times, and I'm just so uh excited when i see someone do it. it it's it blows my mind how people could do it it's just it's such a steezy trick as well and yeah i have no idea how to do it i've tried it so many times i'm just i'm not getting anywhere close to it i'm not making any progress it's the most frustrating thing for me at all <laughs> in the whole uh, skating learning thing whatever Billy's got to give about me some tricks, some trick tips, because Billy been doing them on down rails and shit. <laughs> ah, it's been a long time. Been a long I've time. been analyzing videos like that. Like I saw a truth one, you and Sean did did a true front torque on a handrail, and I watched both of you because you had you used different feet, you had a different slightly different approach to it. Like I was really being a nerd about this, and I'm watching Eugen as well. Like he can do it so well. Colin has it in the new video as well. Like this trick stands out to me. Every time I see it, I'm like, damn, there you go again. <laughs> like, they can yeah. all do it. I'm just, I'm just out here. And I'm just nowhere close nah, you, to it. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. Like, um, I believe you have that, but <laughs> yeah, thank, um, thank you for believing. <laughs> you got to do it at the pre-session so that when you battle Gabriel, you have that, the trick in your arsenal. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got different tricks that I know he, he he's not really comfortable doing. <laughs> yeah, what about you guys? The, the the question was for all of us. Oh okay. Um, I mean, for me, um, shush. I, I think. Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of tricks I can't I can't do, but I, I haven't really thought of. I guess um, I really like, uh, I think this is a good looking trick, like a, a back royale to like a hurricane topsole. I just love that trick, oh, yeah. like the oh, way yeah. it looks. And I'm just like, it's so far away from like what I'm comfortable <laughs> doing, just like the way the spin yeah. and the land. But I just like seeing the way that trick looks, especially if someone like fakey 270 back royale, keep spinning hurricane top. I, I think that's a cool looking trick. I picture murder doing that so clean. Yeah. Know? First person yeah, to come like, in my mind right now too. <laughs> yeah, murder, right? Yeah, that's like his his yeah. jam. I feel like Sesh too. For some, I don't even know if Sesh Chris Seshire has done oh, it, yeah. but I could see yeah, him yeah. doing it in my head. Like I don't know. Yeah, probably did it at some yeah. point. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I, I just as a general sense, I'm always envious when people could do flips, and that's funny because I just posted a, a clip on Instagram of myself eating shit trying to flip on a mini ramp <laughs> but um i don't try okay. it too often because it's crazy like i don't know how people learn flips you either grow you're either crazy or you grow up with like a foam pit or a resi pet or something like that by you but i'm always envious when people could just throw like flat spins like back flips misty flips and stuff like that like i just wish i could just be one of those people just uh casually just have Montre just throws like a flat spin in the middle of his line you know yeah. like stuff like that I always every time i see that i'm like oh damn as Nathan yeah. Chase oh, yeah. might have said. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, flips. Flips were also on my list there too for a long time. So um, I just see people, like you said, like casually throwing a flip, and I'm like, yeah. I want to have that. Like it looks so, it looks so cool to do, and and just like having that airtime and being 
fully confident and under control midair would be so sick. Mm-hmm. And just as well as 900s. 900s were also, they were like big red X's on my list. Like I never, I could have never done them. And at some point I had this perfect ramp to try it on. It had like a soft landing. And I tried it there for a couple of times. And next session I had on a big ramp, I could finally throw down just just one or two flips and a 900. I, I did land them then. And it was just that rush, finally getting it done. I, I haven't done them ever since, but it's just... That's why I like those, those tricks that just don't work for you. Like uh, when you hit that moment where you finally go to try it, I guess you had that with your flip too. It's just an intense feeling. Like it, it's just a rush doesn't matter if you land it or not, but you're just going something and that, and especially flips, they're so weird. Like it's so different to everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you're usually trying not to go over your head. Like yeah. <laughs> usually that's exactly the thing you don't want to do. And that was pretty cool actually to try it. <laughs> Let's see you trying some flips. <laughs> Maybe one day I want to, I want to learn one flip at least in, in a, in a transition. That would be so cool. Like you said, flat spin would be the best, but yeah i have no idea where to go so the thing is i don't even have <laughs> in my head so it, i would just randomly spin somewhere and land somewhere again so so far i can i don't see myself trying it <laughs> yeah it, it's a tough threshold to break through for us yeah maybe one day maybe, I, I think you can do it it's like yeah. uncomfortable thing just like the wizard yeah but um yeah tom tom v says for michael if you were to get a pro boot, would you want it to be a sway or a different model? Also, what would you want the colorway to be? Very specific. Wow. Yeah. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would need. I would make it a sway. Definitely. I, I'm feeling the sways. Um, I do have a pair of Aeon right here um, that I skated a few times, and I like them but not as much as the Aeons. It's just everything about it, basically. It's just the look of the Aeon is cool, but the sways are cooler. Uh, the Aeons feel nice. The sways feel better to me. And um, I like to have a, uh, I like to have the option of customizing my frame, which you have on the sways right away. And on the Aeons, you would have to adjust a few things. And I don't have the tools for that. So I'm staying... Staying within what feels good, and that's the sways right now. So I would definitely go for that as a pro bo- uh, pro model. And as far as colorway, someone asked me that very recently, and I have not thought I, n- I have not spared a single thought about that. So <laughs> no idea. Fair enough. No. We'll see in the future. We're gonna have to wait. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that we have to wait. <laughs> see if uh, it happens. Sh- sh- Shred Major says. Um, Jump Street Podcast, tips for moving from Europe to the States. Have any universities you would recommend looking into? I guess this is a question for us. Um, <laughs> but I'm uh, interested too. <laughs> yeah. Um, h- how would you move so to the you, States? Say I mean, you would, say you're not for, for universities, that, that would be more specific to me. So how, how would someone move to the States? <laughs> Ooh, this is tough. I, I never had um, to think about that. <laughs> I mean... I guess I, I guess just uh, well, I a, think there's like a, there's a three month uh, thing that it extends yeah, it to everyone with a on visa. the visa that wants to come. Yeah. So I guess yeah. he would come and then and then go to the uh, maybe the visa office, the temporary residency office. Oh, I do know this. I was talking to Moxie, uh, Michelle from Moxie. 
And she said that skaters, they could get a temporary residence pass for like $5,000. It's pretty expensive, Whoa. but you can, you can stay for like a few years. So uh, I know that she's, she was looking into that for some of her uh, skate roller skaters. So maybe in the future, you know, when blading's back, Blings back and it's on the X game yes. and it's huge. Olympics. Red Bull comes <laughs> back around and saves us and and, and, yeah. and Monster, Monster comes around too, and we're just like, Oh, thank God Monster is here to yeah. save us. Um finally. Like not the Adidas <laughs> logo right here, but the monster logo, which looks oh, so good. I, I can't wait. We so need good. it. It's super healthy oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have bad skin already, but I want it to get worse. So please, not yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> <Holler> at me. <laughs> All right, we got, we got. We'll take two more questions. Um, so Felipe Pasquale says, "What's with the Y rail?" You know, I don't, I, I don't know what's with it, but it's a great. It looks fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know who came up with this. So it's just, it's not a DIY park. If, uh, if someone would think that someone made this um for something else like it's a regular skate park rail skateboarders came up with it and honestly it's really fun so i really enjoy skating this one but it does make it hard to do specific tricks like if you're going for true spin tricks and you're approaching from that y angle there uh yeah. it's really hard to um to make a, a solid true spin trick like you're approaching from the middle of the rail and yeah. I'm, I'm skating something else i have to readjust and make sure that i'm not approaching from the middle of the rail so mm. if you see me approaching from the middle call me out on it i have to work on it still it seems but, tricky yeah. but it looks fun why rails are terrifying yeah. to me it, it is uh, i tried um true spin royale on it the other day and trying to uh go like towards the the y you know <laughs> and it's just the most terrifying thing ever because up until the point where you know that you got the trick and you can look forward, you're about to hit that um, that kink, and you have to decide if you want to go left or right. <laughs> Horrible. That's but, funny. But. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll take our last question from the one and only Robert Guerrero. Uh, he says, "Billy, oh. I got a question for Michael. What does being pro mean to you, both personally and practically?" Great question, Robert. That is, yes, that is a very good question. Um, being pro, as a person, it's pretty obvious to me, actually. Um, being pro as a person means that you're showing inclusive, uh, showing that you're inclusive to, the, uh, to people for the sport. Like you want to see people get into the sport. You want to um, push people that are in in the sport already um, you have an open mind which is not hard to have don't be ridiculous about this um, just yes so as a person um, be approachable that's that's uh, a good thing in my in my opinion uh, that's what uh, what I was really looking up to uh, with certain pros when I was still like 14 or 15 like when first time meeting pros ever and noticing that uh, the ones that I met at that point were super approachable that was that was a thing that was really sticking to me so i was like that right there is a pro he's not like feeling like he's on a different level or anything no he's just another guy out there pushing skating 
And then you come to the practical point where you see that he's just approaching skating on a professional level, which is what I'm trying to do, which is, um, which is staying um, in your confident level of skating, which does not always have to be your comfort zone. But uh, let's, say, let's say you have the comfort zone right here and you have like a, few, a bit further expanded, you have the confidence zone. Like it's uh, not always the most comfortable tricks, but you feel comfortable um, you feel confident trying it and um, having a smart approach to skating and your tricks and your spots, um, what you want to promote, what you want to put in videos, whatnot, um, that would be what makes a pro really professional. And yes, that's, that would be my take on this. I don't Very know if cool. I'm missing here, but yeah. I, I, no, I, 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 I love that answer, to be honest, because it's it, 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 it speaks more about the personality of the person rather than the skill level, because I think the skill level could be there a lot of the time with many people, but that doesn't make them necessarily a pro being approachable, being accessible, being yeah. like this kind of a person like an ambassador. I think these are all um, important points. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. It sounds like you're ready to be pro. <laughs> <laughs> I learned I learned from from many many people I consider being very professional at this point. So um, and just seeing pros um, skating, just any spot basically. It doesn't matter what spot it is. If it's a, a very hard spot, if it's like a um, a big rail or anything, or just a small curb, you see them approach the trick on a professional level, which means they know what they're doing even if they are stepping out of their comfort zone a bit. And at the same time, you can just, they're just, yeah, like I said, like approachable. You can talk to them and um, doesn't mean that, that they always need to have like the time to, to talk to you. Like you can, you can obviously spot if someone's busy, but um, if there's the time, they enjoy pushing others in skating and enjoy watching others skating as well. Like they're not just um, like into into themselves especially when you're at, at a comp or something it's, it's really cool to be acknowledged by pros as well like and even even if it's a trick that that would be very easy for them and you land it and they see your hype for it they're hyped too that's a professional move right there mm. i like that very well said yeah i love that answer um, Michael, it has been really nice getting to know you, getting to talk to you, listen to your perspective. You have some really good insight on everything. Before we let you go, um, do you have any shout outs or, or, or like, um, things you want to say Wait, last words? Way too many shout outs. Um, All right, well, let's get started now then. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the very first and biggest shout out is, uh, to my crew, the TWG crew, um, I mean, a crew that that's pretty much non-existent in, in its original form, but it's just uh, people I grew up skating with and basically helped me become the skater that I am today. And just, yeah. So be best crew out there. Better believe it. And um, also shout out to, uh, to the guys from Vienna. You know who you are. Best people out here. Uh, it's really cool to... Uh, to be in a very uh, open scene right here and just, um, well, skating with so many people again, having having those kind of different inputs and everyone I met along the way. So this shout out right here goes to everyone I have talked to at Blading Cup and before and after. I don't know. There's 
there's been so many great conversations, but everyone that I that stepped into my life, even for a few minutes in skating, has definitely made an impact on me. So the shout out goes all out all, for all of you. Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah, Michael, Oops. this has been awesome. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Oh, I know. Man, I know you're trying to squeeze this in between your busy nursing schedules, but uh, thank you for taking the time out. This has been awesome. People loved it. Um, I look forward to seeing what you have in the future with USD or whatever you may go or, you know, your, your YouTube channel. Please make sure you subscribe to Michael Vitzman on YouTube. Um, what, you. what is your YouTube channel? Is it just your name? Yeah. I'm trying to make sure pe people can actually see my name. Uh, and by the way, uh, props for your very good pronunciation there. I tried. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I, I was about to say this several times. Austin is like not particularly known for being able to pronounce the last name pretty well, but he's been on point with yours. I don't know what it is, but it's really cool to see. I said it to Good myself. Job, a, I said it to myself a bunch of times in my head to make sure I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> so uh, you, you did a very good job. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you. And uh, subscribe to Michael on YouTube. And thank you all for watching. Thank you to Blank for sponsoring this episode. If you missed the first run, the release of the Sean King Pro Model Skate, be sure to check out the next release coming out next month in July. Um, yeah, we'll see you all on the next one. Later, everyone. Yeah. Peace. Thank you. thank you very much.